Hello and welcome to Couple Next Door from otrgold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors. PBS Radio brings you The Couple Next Door, written by Peg Lynch and starring Peg Lynch and Alan Bunce. Introducing two great new soups from Campbell's. New Campbell's old-fashioned tomato rice soup. New Campbell's cream of vegetable soup. Two delicious new soups with real old-time flavor. Your family will love these two exciting new soups from Campbell's. Old-fashioned tomato rice and cream of vegetable. Buy both at your grocer's now. like to say anything to alarm you two, but that detective, if that's what he is, is down there across the street, leaning against the lamppost, and looking up here at the apartment this morning again. Let me see. No, Dad, don't go out there on the balcony. He'll see you. Well, if he is a detective, he knows we're all up here anyhow. He hasn't seen any of us go out this morning. Mm -hmm. Oh, I wish we'd never sublet this apartment while we were in Rome. We should have stayed at a hotel. I don't see that we'd be better off at a hotel. There'd be more people to keep an eye on us. Goodness, (laughs) rather exciting. I feel as though I were in one of those Italian movies, don't you? No, no, I do not. I feel exactly what I am. An oh. American businessman in Rome who's who's about to get involved with the Italian police. And over what? Over what? The most oh. ridiculous, and the most absurd, fantastic... I wish you wouldn't get so excited about Look, it. Look, I've got a job. I'm with an export-import company. Yes, you remember, I when I left New York... If I was told once, I was told a hundred times, don't get into any kind of trouble that will reflect on the company. Well, I don't see how this could reflect on your company. No. Just trying to mail a box of clothes and things home by boat so we don't have to pay excess weight on the plane, and that's really all there is to it, so I... How can you say that? How can you say that after all the trouble yesterday? I agree with her. I don't see how the Italians can make a fuss over a little piece of marble that Betsy picked up for her collection of stones. You don't don't see how they can? Well, they have. That's how they can. And what, what, what... you mean, little piece of marble? That chunk weighed at least two pounds. Oh. Well, I told you at the time we shouldn't have packed it in the box. Betsy's so unhappy she wanted to take her pretty stones home with her instead mm-hmm. of waiting six weeks after we got home for them to get there. Yes, just poor little thing. She's so disappointed, so unhappy. Yeah, well, considering the fact that we have been practically accused of trying to smuggle out antiquities, I've got a feeling there's going to be three more unhappy people around here. <laughs> This is Galen Drake. Say, would you like to know a modern, fast way to get temporary relief from minor rheumatic and arthritic pain? Well, just use new Minute Rub. You see, Minute Rub is greaseless, it won't stain, it smells good, it feels cool, and it works fast. And Minute Rub works fast without burning your skin. Now, as I told you, it's greaseless. Not like some of those old-fashioned, smelly greasy things that used to rub off on your clothing and bed linens. New Minute Rub is the modern greaseless rub to help relieve minor rheumatic and arthritic pain. 
By the way, it's great for cold miseries and minor aches, too. New Minute Rub. Try it out, will you? Boy, you took long enough. What happened? Well, I walked out of the apartment building, yeah. and I walked down to the corner, and he didn't seem to follow me. Uh-huh. But after I turned the corner, I walked down to the marketplace, and I turned around, casually, you know. Yeah. yeah. Uh-huh, uh-huh. And there he was, standing on the corner, where he could keep an eye on the front door of the building, I suppose, and also on me while I shot. Yeah, uh-huh. well, there you see that. That's what I told you probably happened when we saw him walk yes, away. Yes, yes. Uh-huh. Well, we were trying to watch, too, pretending we were looking at the view of Rome, you know. Well, I went down to the milk store and the bread store and the fruit stand, uh-huh. and I started back. And sure enough, when he saw me coming, he sort of ambled back to his regular place across the street here. Uh-huh. Goodness! <laughs> I felt just like Mata Hari. Yeah, well, I don't know what to do. I know. It all seems so silly, though. Really? Well, it may seem silly, but it isn't going to be if we really are being watched. Well, come and have your coffee. You'll feel better anyhow. Is Betsy awake yet? No, I think she's getting tired of oh. traveling. Maybe it's just as well we'll all be going home next week. You yeah, know? well, I hope we'll just... be going home next week. If this incident oh, honey. blows up into a big hullabaloo, wouldn't we get yanked into court? Oh, honey. Oh, I don't want to even think about it. Here we are not speaking the language. We don't know anybody in Rome, really, let alone anybody with any influence. Here's your coffee. Well, you know the man at your agency here, dear. I cannot involve the company. Oh, I... right, right, right. There's two men down there now, talking. And now the first man has walked away, and the second man is standing there. Oh, that's great. <laughs> well, honestly, I don't know what they think we're doing. You told the post office inspector we'd be in Rome another week. Where do they think we're going? I mean, so... Don't you understand? Italy is a gold mine of antiquities. There are excavations going on all the time and for centuries dishonest people sneak in and rob the tombs of these valuable things. Ancient jewelry, yes. Vases and pottery and they smuggle them out of the country, sell them to museums in other countries, uh, antique dealers. Well, they certainly don't think we're doing that. Of course they think we're doing that. At any rate, they're, they're keeping an eye on our activities. They don't want their valuable antiquities winding up in museums in other countries. I mean, they may not be convinced we're doing it, but they're suspicious. The fact that I am in the export-import business doesn't help matters either. Oh, goodness. I never saw such a fuss over just an old piece of marble. See, why you ever let <laughs> Betsy pick it up is beyond me. Making a collection yeah. of pretty little stones from places she's been, England and France, that's, that's all very well. But why you would let her pick up this great big chunk of marble... Well, dear, the, the truth is I wanted it. You... Well, now, don't look at me like that. Betsy's the one who found it alongside the roadside when the tour bus stopped. And the guide was explaining, you know, that this was the old Appian Way and how the marble tombs lined the roadside. And Betsy was looking for pretty stones. You wanted and it. And Betsy said it was too heavy. You I wanted said, it. Well, I'll carry it. I thought it would be exciting to have something from the old Roman road that mm-hmm. I'd always studied about in school, yes. you know. And, and I didn't think anything of it until we got back into town, sort of from the tour. And I said to a woman, look at this lovely piece of marble I found. And she said, quick. Hide it under your raincoat before the guide sees it. Well, I... I... Well, I was just flabbergasted, you know. And I hid it, but I, I said, why? And she said, well, it looks as though it broke off an old statue or something. And even though it may not be worth anything, I don't think they like you to pick them up and take them. Oh, you know? now she tells me. Well, I had it, dear. Well, you... I couldn't just throw it on the street, so I had to bring it back here with me. Anyhow, I never dreamt anything would come of it. I really didn't give it another thought. Yeah. I mean, I told Betsy, you know, she could have it for her collection. Yeah, for a while. Did, didn't you notice she was hiding that enormous piece of marble under her coat? Well, 
No, no, I didn't. How could she possibly conceal a big thing like that? Well, I, I, I just didn't see it. How, may I ask, did you carry it? Well, uh, uh, under my coat, dear. I sort of tucked it under my arm, you see, and then held my arm tight to my side. Oh, and... you, you know, we send Betsy to Sunday school so she'll learn the Ten Commandments so she will learn not to steal. And my own wife, her mother, my, my own wife... I uh, didn't uh, think uh, of it as stealing. You no. just admitted that woman on the tour told you to hide it. I had it, dear. They let us off the bus right in the middle of Rome. What did you expect me to do? Why was I going to throw it? It isn't easy to get rid of a chunk of marble in the middle of a sidewalk cafes and pedestrians walking by. No. The very fact you didn't mention it to Aunt Effie proves you knew you shouldn't have it. Oh. Well, the truth is, I started to tell her when we got back here to the apartment, and then something came up, and I forgot, I guess. The fact is, I didn't really give it another thought. After all, the model doesn't really look like anything, and I decided the woman didn't know what she was talking about. But darling, there's pieces of marble lying all over Italy. Everywhere you go, there's... Why didn't just... you tell me about all this before, huh? When we were packing it in the box with Betsy's collection, before we got to the post office and they insisted on knowing what was in the box, why didn't you tell me what that woman said? Why should she know any more about it? She was only another tourist here. Why didn't you tell me? Well, I, I didn't think about it. All right, I didn't think you'd let me keep it. What in Sam Hill did you want it for? I never dreamt there'd be all this nonsense what about... What did the... you want it for? A doorstop. What? Oh. The doorstop. For our front door at home, it'd be just perfect, darling. A souvenir, something to remind us of our trip to Rome. Yeah, well, you mark my words. We're going to have plenty to remind us of our trip to Rome. Well, if I may get a word in edgewise, I don't see that what she did was so awful. And I can see how it happened. But instead of yelling at her, I think it would be better to decide what to do. You want me to go to the police or whatever whatever I, I should do? And confess? I mean, I don't want you to get in any trouble. I don't know. I don't know. Let let me finish my coffee and try to think what to do. It would make a nice doorstop. That's what I thought. Quiet, (laughs) will you please? Let me think. We'll return to the couple next door in just a moment. Parents know that youngsters view the world in ways considerably different from grown-ups. Childlike observations can be utterly refreshing and to the point. On occasion, their innocent perceptions may even alter adult thinking. But their uninhibited views often give rise to remarks disarmingly hilarious to their elders. A tot can pipe up at a party in a way that makes ears burn all around. And one excellent place to hear these freewheeling imaginations at work is CBS Radio's delightful house party. When host Art Linkletter chats with his tiny guests on the kids' panel, what they have to say is totally unpredictable and so often hilarious. There are other entertaining features on house party, too. Celebrity guests, contests, prizes, and surprises. You have a standing invitation from Art Linkletter to join the fun you'll always find on house party each Monday through Friday here at this CBS Radio Address. Oh, 
goodness, Aunt Effie, I didn't know you were doing breakfast dishes. Well, that's all right, dear. You run along. You have plenty on your mind. Did you look in on Betsy? Yes, she's still sleeping. What's he doing? Still thinking? He's sitting on the balcony with his fifth cup of coffee. He won't even speak to me. Oh, yeah, oh, yes. Yeah. I'll speak to you. Well, I'll speak to you right now. I have made a decision. You're going to divorce me. Well, no, but I'll admit it crossed my mind. Oh, honey, really? I'm sorry to cause so much. Now, what are you going to do? Nothing. Nothing. Well, Nothing. We... Now, what can we do? I mean, all we know is that the post office inspector said he was going to report the fact that we tried to ship the piece of marble out of the country. Actually, we don't even know who he was going to report it to. No. All right. So. So we look silly running to the police if the whole thing turns out to be a tempest in a teapot. In mm-hmm. fact, by running to the police, we might store up trouble. Mm-hmm. So we sit tight. We wait and see what happens, if anything. Mm-hmm. All right, now i got to get down to our agency. Well, I mean, but not knowing, that's awful. How can I enjoy sightseeing when I think I might be followed or at any moment the doorbell might ring and there are some authorities of some kind ready to pounce? Well, that's the price we're all going to have to pay for your wanting a marble doorstep. Doorstop. All right, doorstop. <laughs> well, goodbye, goodbye. I'll see you in jail. Very funny. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly, I feel the way I did when I was six years old and got spanked for taking three pennies out of my mother's purse. <laughs> now, stop worrying. Let's not spoil our trip to Rome. Where we go sightseeing today? Now, what are you looking up? Something I'd better memorize. Mm-hmm. I am innocent. Sono innocente. <laughs> The Couple Next Door is written by Peg Lynch and stars Peg Lynch and Alan Bunce with Margaret Hamilton and is produced by Walter Hart.